Welcome to Unraveling Midlife. I'm your host, Sarah Spence. Thanks for joining me as I explore a time of life often called astrological midlife, whether it aligns with literal midlife or not. Astrological midlife relates to Western astrology transits that run from the mid-30s to the mid-40s for everyone. Each of these four main midlife transits has an overall theme, though details vary by generation and by individual. There are many of these generational transits throughout life, so whatever stage you're at, they can be quite fascinating to delve into. It's not just me! Personally, when I named this show, with reference to Brene Brown's article, The Midlife Unraveling, and it being loosely based on the definition of astrological midlife, I figured that my definition of midlife can continue as long as I like it to. Can't limit yourself. If you're new to the show, welcome. You can also follow me on social media as Sarah Marlowe Spence, and you're welcome to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. At the end of the episode, I share a track of my original music. There's a link to my website in the show notes where you can find details of upcoming events, which often include music gigs or kirtan, joyful chanting, and dream workshops. If you've attended one of my dream talks or workshops in the past, you're welcome to join our online dream group. You can see my website for more info. This lunar month in September 2022 is the new moon in Libra, several days after the spring equinox here in New Zealand, which is always when the sun moves into Libra. Spring is busting out all over, to borrow and adjust from Rogers and Hammerstein's first musical, Oklahoma. Of course, it is spring, so that meant just as I wanted to start recording this, my neighbours started to mow their lawns. Life. There's always an opportunity to pivot and be flexible, and that's what yoga's all about. Life is yoga. See episode three for more. <laughs> it's been 18 months of hosting Unraveling Midlife through speaking with inspiring people about their life and work. All of these people have been through, or at least partly through, their own astrological midlife. And I've interviewed mainly women. This is because I have observed that in Western society, there are many biases towards youth and beauty, against grey hair, unconscious bias in society via media and in everyday life, where men are put on pedestals, where there are many more females, more talented at the same thing. I know that's not... Hashtag not all men. Um, but I mean, I haven't even touched on the trans and gender fluid community because I simply don't know much yet. And I do have that marked as an opportunity for me to learn more about. Here in episode 21, I'm finally taking the jump to be here alone as an individual to share a few things that I've been learning about recently. I mean, over the last year and a half, there have been interviews on a multitude of topics that I'm, I am passionate about. I mean, it's my show. I want to talk about stuff I'm interested in. Um, we've talked, of course, about astrology, human design, dream work, kirtan, flower essences, though we mostly ended up talking about astrology. <laughs> um, oh, golly, what else have we talked about? Classical tantra, grammar, um, and just some really interesting people. Community. Yeah. So while I'm not focusing on 
any of those specifically today. I will probably reference some of them because really I can't help myself. This is my life and I'm sharing about what I'm learning um, and all of those do kind of come into my life um, every day in some way. So today's story, not sure it's a story, today's sharing is about what I learned from someone that I met on a yin yoga or shamanic retreat. My back was killing me. I was in a lot of pain sitting and it's been nearly a year of struggling with the pain on and off. And uh, there was one man on the course um, and he came up to me on the last day and said, you look like you're having trouble moving. I said, yeah, I am. My back's really sore. He said, oh, I can I do some work with um, with backs. Can I can I help you if if you're if you're willing, I can give you a few pointers and maybe release it a bit. And it was right at the end of our break uh, for morning tea up at Mana Retreat in the Coromandel. Um, and we were slightly late back to class, but it really took 10 minutes and he released um, my QL muscle, the quadratus lumborum in the back and so much relief. So I went to see him. Um, bummer that he didn't live in the same city as me. Uh, but I went to see him and um, and now I'm finally on the mend. So this was Ali, who I'll call my trainer, because he does lots of things. Um, he trains personal trainers, works with champion weightlifters, works with randoms like me. Um, and he's just got this long list of qualifications that includes naturopathy, nutrition, active release technique, which is what he did on me at the retreat, um, and way more. Um, I, I don't know all his qualifications, but he seems to like have studied pretty much everything. Um, and he was injured just before representing his country for snowboarding. Um, hence he's got a passion for strength conditioning and, and injury recovery. So once I finally got to see him, cause he had COVID in the interim, <laughs> I went to him for a couple of hours on my first visit and he spent a whole hour releasing my crazy tight muscles. Who knew my hamstrings were that tight? Um, even though, yes, I do yoga and yes, I've been going to fitness class and yeah, well, turned out actually. <laughs> so while he was releasing all this and he was doing some work on my back, he said, oh, do you want me to release that? I'm like, yes, you know, when you're in that much pain, you're like, please just make my body feel better. He, uh, he mentioned that the quality of my back tissue might mean that I had an imbalance with my hormones. I was like, huh? My ears perked up. How could the quality of my back fat be related to hormones? Hmm. My interest was piqued to a certain extent. So Ali asked me to come in, having filled out a few forms. There were pages of them. They took way longer than I thought they would. Um, but they indicated which areas of life and health that we needed to focus on. Um, and then he put a machine on my hand that measured my heavy metals and all sorts of different things. And we, yeah, we stood on one of those scales with bare feet and it measured your water and all that kind of thing. You might have had um, had that experience. Um, it always gives me a bit more heartening where he tells me how many, like, you know, 56 kilos of muscle. I mean, yeah, muscly. <laughs> um, but the part of that session that fascinated me the most um, getting started was like these calipers that pinched the skin and took measurements all over my body. And I was really grateful that he's like, you know, you're not fat. Don't worry. Let's just do this. I'll show you what it's all about. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cause like, you know, when you grown up as a girl and a woman 
Um, and there's this big thing, especially uh, I was a teenager in the 90s. It was all Kate Moss and really, really skinny. I'm not a skinny person. <laughs> um, it, he made me feel really at ease about it. So there he was with these calipers doing my upper arms, my pecs, the backs of my hamstrings. So I was like lying on the floor and he's like, okay, bend your knee. Okay, I've got it. Put your knee back down and like listening to the instructions and, and you know, various places around the abdomen. Um, and he mentioned that each of these places said something about levels of a specific hormone. I can't recall which was which. I kind of wanted to be able to know it and be a know-it-all and tell you stuff, but I don't. I, all I can share is my experience. <laughs> Another thing I was really relieved and grateful for um, was when he mentioned that BMI is bullshit. And I'm always quite relieved when health and fitness types say that. So BMI is the body mass index. Um, I don't know about you, but I learned about it as a teenager. So it uses height and weight to get to a number to define you as normal weight, overweight, obese, and obesity's varying levels. And God, I, well, I won't say I'm still traumatized, but I've had to do a lot of work over being traumatized by that stupid number that Weight Watchers said that I needed to be under on the scales. And I bet there's many out there like me, whether overweight or underweight, um, just getting hassled for not being in the correct, you know, band. I mean, personally, I have decent muscles on my legs. I mean, I did tell you how many kilos of muscle I had when on that visit. Um, I'm, I don't have a tiny frame. I'm relatively tall, though apparently I'm shrinking. I'm not so happy about that let me kind of keep lengthening out my spine um and because I've basically been in the overweight BMI category for most of my life spent years convinced I was fat and to keep in that healthy BMI basically felt like I was starving myself like I remember when I tried Weight Watchers as an adult um and she's like I think you could be this weight and so I was aiming for that weight and I managed to get to about two kilos above that weight. And I was skipping dinner three times a week. I was training for a cycling event. So I was doing probably about five to seven hours of cycling and I had to skip dinner. Like it didn't feel like that was meant to be my natural weight. I mean, I probably looked good, but feeling like I was starving myself wasn't you know I feeling like you're starving yourself is not comfortable and I know that a lot of women do it and there are a lot of people out there with eating issues because we've been brought up in this stupid bloody society that celebrates women looking a certain way and um especially depending generationally uh you know there's there's these well these magazines and here look like this and it's as you as I get older I realize that yeah we are growing out of that obsession with fitting in to what society thinks we should look like because there's there's never enough there's never enough we have to fit in like it's it's ludicrous and I'm, I'm glad I'm not a teenager in in this world really um but that's another topic <laughs> um but let's just say alleluia for growing older caring less and letting go of the samskaras and see, I told you I'd sneak in some references to various things. That's yoga. Specifically, I was thinking of classical tantra. So episode one and 16, the panel discussion on the Eclipse special that we recorded live at a festival. That's actually quite a good one 
to check out as well. So back to what I my story. Um, so I finished up the session um, where I learned all about what I was going to do for the next while, and I hadn't really thought that far. Um, basically, I heard a lot about fiber, green leafy vegetables, protein, some root veggies. Because all the latest studies actually show that humans overall are suffering from malnutrition. Toxins are spread everywhere, even to Antarctica. Um, and it was quite interesting having that conversation with Ali. He said, you know, right now in our world with the environment as it is, with the soil as it is, this, um, how I'm recommending you to eat is the best way to eat um, for now. You know, 50, 100 years ago, uh, it would, would have been different. Um, because there wasn't the extent of environmental toxins. So yeah, I um I I did actually come out with some a chunk of supplements too, because we simply can't get it from our soil at present. I'll have to do another session on what I've started to learn about um soil and a good way of um an excellent way like of getting soil back to like probably creating more carbon credits than re reforesting uh, but that's another topic there's so many topics um so the toxins are spread um and a couple of years ago the average human lifespan actually started to decrease so apparently all that longevity stemmed from those born before world war ii back when people basically ate the way ali recommended i change to if you're after specifics the first phase for me was cutting out all fruit sugar dairy gluten grain and preservatives and avoiding legumes. No more peanut butter. Yeah, for almond butter. <laughs> um, now I'm in phase two. Yeah, and I do know that almonds use an inordinately stupid amount of water. So yeah, yeah, I do know that. Um, I'm trying not to go too hard on the almond butter. Now I'm in phase two. Um, kiwi fruit and berries are okay, thank God. <laughs> There's some natural sugars. Um, though I tell you what, coconut butter is pretty great too. Um. And I'm allowed a cheat meal every week or so. <laughs> Drastic? It certainly felt like it. It certainly felt like it. How do I feel now? Um, how long has it been? Probably eight weeks. I feel healthy. My PMS isn't as bad, my like in terms of physically and um emotionally. Um in fact <laughs> Just a point about the PMS is a few years ago, um, and I haven't had her in for an interview yet, um, but I did a session with a lady called Marta Dalian, and she totally turned around the PMS symptoms I was having, like you would not believe. Um, the Dalian method is excellent, and if you've done any of my dream work sessions, you might have heard me mention it. Um, so it wasn't like I had really bad PMS anymore because I sorted that out a few years ago. Um, but even less, I'm like, okay, I'll take that. Um, cooking nutritious food. So that was a biggie for me. I've always been quite a lazy cook. Um, maybe like stir fries or um, I lived in an ashram and worked in the kitchen for quite some time, quite some years ago. Uh, but I learned a lot of vegetarian cooking. So that's what I was doing. And I wasn't necessarily eating all the right things um, that work for, well for my body. So that's what it's been a learning process of. So I've learned how to cook stuff that 
normal people might like be able to do on the back of my hand. So thank you for all the people giving me cooking tips recently. So um, it might have taken until Uranus opposition for me. That's the astrological transit uh, I'm in at the moment, the classic midlife crisis. Um, but change is representative of Uranus. Well, Uranus is representative of change and changing I am. Yeah. The long and the short of it, as advised to me, is basically to eat how our ancestors ate, a paleo diet. Now, that's not keto. Um, I'm having root veggies in the evenings, and that's all good. And pretty much just getting back to basics. Real food. I was a bit sad to not be eating. I ate a, a lot of pea protein. Yeah. And I'm aware we all have different bodies. So I'm sharing what's worked for me. Um, and I'm sure once I kind of go through however many phases there are, I'm not even sure. Um, he said three months, it's, it's kind of, it's been two, so I'm hoping, <laughs> and then I can kind of, I, I think the main thing is that I've been able to change my habits and, and it's starting to become more normal. So, I mean, real food is what human bodies are designed for. And so it's worked for me and maybe. I'll bring in a little bit more cheating. I haven't found a chocolate that I'm allowed. <laughs> but here, here's the crux of what Ali told me. Micronutrients. Low GI carbs. Basically, get your micronutrients from low GI carbs to avoid insulin resistance. And that's where the body doesn't respond properly to insulin. The goal is to become insulin sensitive. And basically use food and nutrition to stay healthy. I mean... I don't know about you, but you probably know someone who or heard of someone that got borderline diabetic and fixed it with nutrition. I do. Um, and it turns out insulin is the first aging hormone for humans. And if we spike insulin, we age faster. Now, aging isn't a bad thing, as I pointed out in the beginning of the show. Um, it's all about embracing, but we can stay healthy longer. So if we spike that insulin, we not only age faster, we increase oxidative stress and free radicals. And if too much insulin is released internally, it can also lead to liver problems. Okay, that's the, that's the kind of the spiel. <laughs> I was like, Ali, like, I want to talk about this. What, what, what specifics do you want me to um, say? So he's like, it's the insulin resistance. It's avoiding insulin resistance. So there you go. So for me, I changed my diet to have more balanced nutrients, both through food and supplements. The aim was to help me have better energy production. Um, I mean, really, I got involved because he said, oh, your hormones might be a bit out. And I'm like, oh, well, like, God knows what kind of spiked me to kind of, okay, let's do this. Because um, quite honestly, I just started a really full-on work contract. That's for my day job. And the timing wasn't that fabulous for me to start something new like this. And it was a big shock to my system. Like in person, he's like, okay, this is how you'll eat and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that sounds fine. Um, and then the next day he emailed me recipe ideas and pretty much the guideline. And um, I've been doing a lot of self-work with practice and classical tantra and digesting sanskaras and kind of burning through and feeling more like actually feeling my emotions more fully so I got that email and I burst into tears I was like whoa okay I was like okay let's just let's just cry let's not kind of put a lid on it let's just feel it and I'm like okay 
can I just do the crying and see it as a trigger and not get into thinking how hard it's going to be? And that's that's classical tantra. It's um, it's incredible. So I started anyway um, with my puffy eyes in the morning. <laughs> um, once I'd got up over the huge shock and made adjustments in my head in terms of meal planning and shopping differently, which really was a bit of a head prick. Um, I did start to get into the swing of the new way of being. Um, given what was happening at work, and without the focus on eating differently, I'm pretty sure I would have stressed eating my way up another dress size. And I'm not the best shopper, so it was in my best interest to stay fitting into the clothes I already own. And because I was working basically with a health coach, if I was doing it just for myself. Personally, I'm not sure I would have stuck to it. Um, and I do remember sitting here at my computer going, oh my God, I just want to go to the supermarket, buy a whole lot of block of Whitakers and just eat it all. So Whitakers chocolate is the best supermarket chocolate. Well, one of the mainstream chocolates here in New Zealand. Um, but I didn't. I had some nuts and I just kept breathing and trying to feel through the, ah, it really highlighted for me how much I do use food to feel better emotionally eating I guess yay um so eating that paleo reset alongside my not particularly difficult workout in my lounge a few times a week which I'd started before I went for the session on the hormonal stuff um after five weeks of that eating uh and I'd been working out for a few weeks longer than that I'd apparently lost seven kilos of fat and built three kilos of muscle and most of the fat I lost was probably in the first week and a half, but I didn't get around to doing my before photo until about a week and a half in. And I reckon the photos look pretty similar to the five week mark. Um, but I know that it was so much, it was like I shrank. Um, but the thing was, my aim was to balance hormones, not lose fat. I mean, it was a great bonus to put my fat pants away and fit back into the slim section of my wardrobe again. The kind of thing that women don't always talk about, but it's, pretty normal um and it turns out that evening out my hormones and reducing inflammation yeah it meant that I shrunk to healthy proportions <laughs> I still wasn't in healthy BMI but we do know that that's bullshit and I know I'm healthy <laughs> partially because my mum started to tell me not to lose any more weight <laughs> she she does that where she's she's funny love you mum The latest research shows that the most important nutrients for the body is protein. And Ali gave me a book to read by Dr. Lara Bryden, who's a New Zealand-based doctor whose book echoed this. And to be honest, in the health space, many, many fabulous health coaches talk about this a lot. Thanks, Susan, from Mind Body Liberation. <laughs> Although I had taken on this, this protein focus a lot more in the last couple of years, I loved my plant protein pancakes. I was quite disappointed that this type of protein was the wrong GI for my body. Mm, sob. Because I mean, let's face it, all of our organs and muscles are all balanced with protein. And the thing about carbs in our current society, it's the refined sugar, grains, preservatives. Don't they taste good? And we all know that they're not really that good for us. 
well, perhaps not everyone, but I pick that if you got this far in this episode, you likely do. Um, our bodies can't process the carbs so well and it gets stored as fat and the toxins are stored there too. Fun times, yeah. Not always the best to want to know about. But I mean, in life, we've also got to have fun. So trust me, I'm enjoying my cheat meals, but I'm also really enjoying eating healthy. There's so many tasty foods that you can make that, and trust me, I've found the easiest way to create healthy, tasty food. I'm still working on it. I mean, I can't wait to finish my work contract and have some time so that I can actually start to start to get even better at it. Personally, I'm interested in, in how sorting out my health can help me continue to be healthy as I age. And the book I read by Dr. Lara Bryden, which I put in the notes to her, a link to her website, it had all sorts of stories about how nutrition and the right supplementation can hugely improve health overall. And she even includes scripts to use with doctors if you feel they're brushing you off for certain women's symptoms. Definitely worth a read, either for those with a uterus or if you used to have one, because um, she actually addresses quite a bit of that. Um, and if you've never had a uterus, you could send the link to someone who has. <laughs> one really cool thing I'd like to let you in on a little secret that a couple of friends of mine alerted me to. And this is about how to turn down the fabulous looking chocolate cake or the delicious olive sourdough. Sniffing. I was at a potluck dinner and there it was, a homemade chocolate cake. My friend Tony had just been telling me about, because she doesn't eat sugar, but she'd been telling me how she gets a lot of joy out of sniffing. And I was like, oh, oh, she was telling me this while I was drinking a really amazing rhubarb cider. Mount Brewing Company, can't recommend it highly enough. And I was like, could I actually just smell the rhubarb cider? Not sure about that. But I was at a potluck and I thought of her and there was this homemade chocolate cake and it was like week one of my eating thing. I probably looked a bit weird because it was down low on the coffee table, but I have alternative friends. It was fine. So I got down and I'd got there and the cake had already been served. I just like to set the scene a little bit better. Um, so I got down and I sniffed the cake and I could tell exactly what it would have tasted like. And I was satisfied. It was beautiful. And so here is the current phase of unraveling my own midlife. I somehow feel like a completely different person from when this show started in March, 2021, but that's life full of change. And there's so much more to delve into. I'll have to go back and, and listen so that I can take notes about the ideas that I had while I was uh, recording this. And of course, nutrition's a big topic too. I mean, um, some people prefer to be vegetarian, some people don't. I've called myself, well, I used to call myself a recovering vegetarian, but it's been a while since I um, stopped. Um, but everyone is different. Um, and I'm actually, I'm not quite ready just yet, but one day I want to get into finding out about nutrition according to human design, because we all have a special, unique design. Um, and if it doesn't mean anything to you, you can check it out on episode eight. Um, and in the meantime, with a human design focus, I'll concentrate on living my strategy and authority, because those are the most important points there. Welcome to the section of the show where I share some of my original music. 
recently I sat down for a music feedback session where I went through, I don't know, I think it was 16 of my original songs that were around the theme of relationships. Quite a Libra thing, really, which is apt for this lunar month. Um, a couple of the songs have featured on the show before, but many of these hadn't really seen the light of day, perhaps having been performed once live and not recorded. So it was wonderful to get the feedback. Sometimes it was quite surprising. One that there was a song, and it's not one I'm sharing today. Um, I was feeling like it was very. Um, I was actually it was about being single, and I was quite quite depressed when I wrote it. I think, which you know sometimes that happens. Um, and a lot of the songs I wrote were, uh, you know, about relationship or endings of relationships. You know, I mean, it's pretty classic. You know, got Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> when I say to people I have an ex-boyfriend collection of songs, they're like, oh, Taylor Swift? Well, maybe. Um, but this one I'm going to um, share was one that rated fairly highly. Um, and in true Taylor Swift Mean Girls fashion, it was actually written after someone lovingly gave a blow-by-blow -blow description. And I say lovingly, I meant to say that with more sarcasm that I put in there. Very lovingly gave me a blow-by-blow -blow description of what horrid things someone else had been saying about me. If I'm honest, I was, I was hugely cut up at the time. Um, it had quite an effect on me for quite some time. Um, and that particular person um actually both of them the person who gave me the blow by blow description um but more so the person that said the stuff um ended up featuring in several songs uh so that I could help process and also kind of channel because I was pretty angry um and yeah I know water for ducks back and stuff but I, I learned a lot out of it too so here's one of the songs that person inspired inspired basically by the Mean Girls. You'll hear reference to Mean Girls in there. It's called Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene, the wild gal, watch out. I might screw you over or simply screw you on my love. Adventurous and very hot way to hell.
Samantha Hepburn. <laughs> 